Praise the Lord and uh, welcome to IHAP Podcast. This is going to be our 36th session, I believe, uh, for uh, for the podcast. And I'm doing something a little bit different today because as you'll hear in the course of today's uh, interview with Pastor Moses uh, Mendoza, uh, we had some connectivity issues uh, that arose and we kind of had to go back and reset. A little bit. So you will notice that there will be, uh, if you're watching the podcast, um, you will notice that, uh, you know, we reset and, and we did, we had to connect in a different way. And I, again, I, I want to appreciate, and you'll hear it in the podcast, but I want to appreciate Pastor Mendoza for his effort uh, for making um, making this uh, to come to pass, you know, th- this podcast today uh, and his efforts for, you know, relocating for going and, and reconnecting with me, I, it means a lot to me, and I really want to appreciate him for that. Uh, but again, you will notice, uh, if you're watching it again, it, it, you know, the reset, uh, I'm going to try to p- put this uh, together as best as I can. And also, I don't know if you'll notice anything about the audio besides when you start noticing some of the connectivity issues through the internet until we can uh, until we get a better one. Uh, but nevertheless, I, my prayer is that um, this goes out and that it's a blessing and 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 that you enjoy it and that God's name be glorified in Jesus name. So again, something a little bit different. I just want to uh pre uh pre-reference or preset the podcast rather uh and, and kind of what happened. Uh so you will you will notice that. But again, Jesus name be glorified. Thank you so much. Uh God bless you. Enjoy the podcast. Praise the Lord. This is your host of I Have Podcast, Reverend Mario Enajera. This is another session of I Have a Testimony. To all those that are listening in for the first time, greetings. And for all those that are returning listeners, welcome back. And thank you all for joining in. By the grace of God, we completed 2022. And we have entered into this new year, 2023. So a happy new year to all. I feel blessed to be able to speak to you all in order to have with me on this first podcast of 2023, uh, Pastor Moses Mendoza of Apostolic Tabernacle Church in Stockton, California. We too are gathering today virtually, but nevertheless coming in agreement and testifying of the goodness and mercies of God, and to let you know that no matter where you find yourself in this life's journey, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and that he is still doing works within his people. So listen as we hear of some of what God has done in the life of my guest today. Praise the Lord, Pastor Mendoza. Thank you so much, and welcome to I Have Podcast. And again, thank you for accepting this invitation. Amen, my brother. Thank you for having me, and finally, good to be on with you. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, In getting together today, I hope we get to learn more about a fellow brethren in the Lord, and also, as we speak, that those that are listening, we can uh, that are listening can relate with what we're speaking to, and they can find encouragement. And that we can speak life to that which needs life and faith in today, Pastor. Amen. Sounds good. All right. But Pastor. only we can do that. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, Pastor Mendoza, you're there in Stockton, California, and um, a very well-known family in the assembly. You know, been here for you know years. Your family mm-hmm. uh, with Bishop Mendoza, and yourself, and and your brother in, in the ministry also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I feel really honored to be able to connect with you in this way and get to learn, uh, more of, 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 of what God has done in your life. I, I know there's a bunch of things, uh, and I know we won't cover all of it, you know, all the journey, but I know that we'll be able to get something that we can help to encourage people today. <laughs> so pastor, um, the first question mm-hmm. I always like, to, the first question I always like to start off is, is with is where do you say you found yourself before your experience with church or before you even, uh, with even with your personal experience with Christ or relationship with Christ, where would you say you found yourself out, Pastor? Um, before my experience, so um, I'm kind of a, a unique type of situation in a sense that um, if you can say the prodigal son uh, type of uh, ordeal, I was born, you know, born and raised in church. Um left about you know 12 and 13 really just 
you know, took a hard left turn and just really got um, off track, off course. Um, and I didn't return really back into the Lord. I, my conversion to about uh, almost about 18 years old. Mm. Um, it was during, you know, that time. It wasn't until uh, my conversion. So when, when I came to the Lord, I was in that, you know, um, rock bottom place. Mm. Um, I had the mentality when I strayed away from God, I had almost, if you can say for lack of a better word, like a reprobate type of mind where I just, I got to the place, not really thinking God is real. All this stuff is made up. Wow. You know, it's just something I've been taught. I'm accustomed to, and you know, none of it is what it seems, you know, it, it's just people's imagination, you know, and I was really, really kind of, uh, off course, just by my, my type of thinking. And I think it was because I was so far away from God, but I think the enemy had a good strong hold of me. Mm. Um, and so when I finally came to that place, my conversion, um, I was pretty much rock bottom. It was to the point of, I knew something had to happen. And if I didn't change, I knew I was going to, you know, destroy my life. If not end up in prison, um, wow. end up dead somewhere. Um, and it, it took an awakening, but I had in order for that awakening and in order, the best way I can describe it is like that, that, um, saw conversion, you know, on that road before that, that change conversion into Paul, he had that, that, um, encounter on the road to Damascus and where he fell off his beast. And the Bible said he recognized, you know, where he was, who he was. And it only took by him under the direction, but calling out unto the Lord. And that's, were pretty much how I found myself, you know, um, and it wasn't so much um, it, to the point of, thankfully, it wasn't so much I consider now not really relying on what other people said in their testimony mm-hmm. and just kind of, it was like the Lord took me to a place to show me how real he w- was by the condition I was in yes. until I called unto the Lord and I realized how real he was. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was in a pretty, pretty bad place, you know, when, when the Lord rescued me and found me yes and that's interesting pastor because i mean we we've all been there at one point when we get started we all have knowledge of god or the things of god but it's until we have Mm -hmm. our own personal revelation you know like you said that that paul you know that saul conversion to paul you know he had knowledge he thought he was doing good right (laughs) you know persecuting christians yeah 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 and he had to have that, yeah, he fell off mm-hmm. his beast, like mm-hmm. you said, Pastor, and, and he had to have that revelation. It was, you know, he knew, but he had to have that personal revelation and God speaking to him. So, yeah, it's it's amazing where, where you know, and, and that God's exactly. love, yeah, and that God's love and mercy just stretches out to us wherever we're at, you know. Wow. Uh, oh, amen. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, so now I came to that place of I became a believer, but I had to experience it. You yes. Know? And I think that's that's what some people have to come to. You know, you have to experience this because at the end of the day, it's having an, a literal encounter with the Lord mm. when he becomes real in your life. You yes. know? So, you know, as bad, bad as it was, I am grateful because unless that happened, you know, I I wouldn't have, you know, have come to the knowledge of who the Lord was. Yes. Yes, Pastor, Definitely. Uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, yeah. Pastor, um, yeah. you know, family well-known in the assembly, you know, Bishop Mendoza, uh, Bishop Joe Mendoza, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, awesome yeah. preacher. You know, I grew up listening to him. And uh, how how did that kind of sh- shape and mold? You know, you, you had your experience, you had your encounter, you know, you 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 received your salvation in that sense, you know, when when, when God spoke to you in that way. Was ministry ever like the next step for you? Is that mm-hmm. is that kind of something you figured that was for you, Pastor? Or what were you expecting after that? Uh, to follow your dad's footsteps, for example? Or, or what was it like for you, Pastor? Um, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> the, uh, my, I mean, see my dad in ministry. And I think part of your question was, um, did I ever see that for myself? Yes. Um, and to be honest, I didn't see that for myself. At least that's not what I was, you know, shooting for. Um, I knew my dad, you know, everyone loved my dad. Everyone knew who my dad was. Um, and I admired that, you know, I seen that and, you know, it was awesome, you know, just to see him preach and how God used him. Mm-hmm. After my conversion, it wasn't really um, something that I inspired or wanted to do. Um, 
with me, it was more just, I, I knew I wanted to serve God in whichever way, mm. but being behind the pulpit or being a preacher really wasn't my, you know, uh, what I was shooting for. You know, that wasn't really my thing, if you can say, um, and, and to show you how, how much, um, of a struggle it was, was the, I remember the first time I was asked to preach, I was, you know, newly converted. I maybe had turned just 20 years old. And so they had, you know, want me to go up and preach. And I said, okay, well, you know, I knew when I got converted, one of my promises unto the Lord was if, if whatever you would ask of me, I wouldn't say, no, I'll do whatever it is. And, you know, that was for times, you know, I would clean the church, clean the restrooms, you know, we just had that servant. I just wanted to serve the, the Lord. And when I got up there, my mind went totally blank. Oh. Um, and I share that sometimes a a lot with the congregation. All right. Praise the Lord. We're back. Had some tech, technical difficulties, some connectivity issues. I really want to appreciate Pastor Mendoza for going out of his way to making this work for us today. Uh, let's let's just pick up where we left off. Uh, Pastor Mendoza, let's get you back in here. All right. So, Pastor, we were going over the question, uh, just picking up where, where we left off at. You're, we were talking about your experience uh, or what it was like you're calling the ministry and you were talking uh-huh. about how, you know, for you, Pastor, anything that was asked of you after your conversion, you did not like mm-hmm. to say no, you you know, cleaning mm-hmm. the church, whatever it is. And you, you were recalling the first time you were uh, uh, picked to preach or set to preach, you were 20 years old. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you got up there, you said it felt like 45 minutes, but it was only 10 minutes <laughs> that you were there, Pastor. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of that, yeah, where we left off at, sir. So <laughs> Yeah, so... It, it, it felt like 10, you know, I mean, it felt like 45 minutes. It was only like 10 minutes the whole time I'm looking around. I'm saying, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can hear the ministers in the background, you know, trying to help me and say, you know, say your testimony, say your testimony. And I can hear people trying to help me, you know, and, uh, but I was just totally, I mean, I was just totally went blank. So mm. after I was done, you know, from whatever I did, you know, I just went back, I got on my knees, I prayed and I was just like, you know, um, crying before the Lord, just, you know, I couldn't believe that, you know, I was just, my mind went blank and I was like, you know, I'm not going to go up there no more. This is not for me. You know, I'm, I'm not called to preach, you know, my dad may be a preacher and, you know, I'm, you know, that's good, but I, maybe that's not just for me. And maybe mm. I'm better being an usher or serving in the background, which I'm fine with. But, you know, not not to be behind the pulpit and stuff. So that was my experience. So, you know, um, it wasn't long after, maybe about another, I would say six months to a year after they had the same type of deal. And they asked me again. And once again, I found myself in the same spot. You know, I didn't want to tell the Lord no, because I felt like if I told them no, I was telling the Lord no, Mm -hmm. you know. So I was just like, well, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, I just I feel like. If I say no to them, I feel like I'm saying no to the Lord. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I went up there, you know, and um, it wasn't as bad, but I pretty much read all my notes all the way through because I was so afraid I was going to forget everything, you know. (laughs) So I just read everything all the way through, um, did the best I could, you know, and uh, and I said, okay. And uh, that was it. And then, you know, they asked me again. And so I came to a point all of a sudden where – I remember one particular service. It was, I did everything I was supposed to be doing. I was fasting and praying and I was like, I don't know what else to do, but I don't know. For some reason, it was like the one service. It might've been the fourth or fifth time I was preaching. You know, um, I just felt like a release, like something happened. Like Mm. I broke. And when I broke through that, it was like the Lord took over. And it was like, it was kind of like, I wasn't even doing it no more. It felt like I was like, just like God was doing something through me. And I didn't even know what was happening, but I could just see like God was moving, you know, while I was saying things, God was moving. Um, And after that point, you know, it was kind of like I just went back, continued praying and fasting. But I began to get more involved in saying, you know, if I'm going to keep asking uh, to preach or go up and, you know, give a lesson or whatever, um, I'm going to have to just keep trusting in God, seeking God. And so that he can give me that anointing Mm. that. Um, that spirit you know, to, 
to be able to preach this way because I don't want to go up there and, you know, just fail and just go blank again. So um, after that moment, it just seemed like I broke through something and gradually it seemed like the Lord all of a sudden started using me in that way, you know, and I refer to it back now. And I think I think mainly because now when I preach, I minister and, you know, thanks be to God, if I do see the Lord move, I can always look back and know that it has nothing to do with me because mm. the first time I went up, I fell on my face and it was embarrassing. So I know that if God does use me in that way, it has nothing to do with me. It's because the Lord is using me. That was his thing, you know. Yes. In a way, it turned out to be good. You know, it turned out to be something that, you know, I, I really do cherish. I, I share it a lot, but I do cherish that because it was the Lord showing me that, you know, it has nothing to do with you. This is my calling for you. So, you know, with that, I, I kind of just walk with it, you know, but yeah. uh, that was my ministry. But yeah, my, my dad was one of my big, you know, inspirations to see him, how the Lord would use him in ministry, yeah. you know, just to be able to step in that place when he retired and to be in that area and in that place now as pastor, you know, um, is it's, it's a beautiful thing to me. You know, I, I thank God for his goodness for that. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That that's, Oh, that brings back so many, so much memories. I think as, as preachers, um, yeah. you always remember your first one, you know, your first yeah. preach <laughs> in your mind, you're hyped. You got your notes, yeah. you know, you, you're ready. You know, you want fire, you want, you know, all these yeah. things and, uh, it's just, it's so interesting. Like you said, pastor, you fill it all in with hallelujahs and <laughs> praise <Yeah>. God. <laughs> trying to get by. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By. And, and even when I remember like, oh brother, we're going to give you a, a 10 spot or, you know, 20 minutes or, you know, yeah. 15 spot or whatever. That, that seems like that's a, that's a short time, you know, but okay. Yeah. You know, and then you're <laughs> up there, you're like, it's only been two minutes. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> Feels like you're up there forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And, and and it's amazing how how God God will deal with with you and and work in that in ministry. What I find, um, mm-hmm. you're always learning. You're always growing. Even you know as, as many years as as I've been in ministry and I'm allowed to you know teach or preach. Um, nothing the capacity or to extend of you, Pastor, at all. But you know, uh, to to be able to minister, I, I mm. always found that to be true. That that once you get your pa- once you get past yourself, yeah. Once you get past the, the and realize the idea that you're an instrument, mm. you know, and God is doing the work. This is God's work. This is God's word. <laughs> you know, that's going to be expound. Once you get over that, then then the the deal becomes. Not being over, not feeling over prepared, but actually, like you said, praying, fasting, being connected, uh-huh. you know, yeah. so that way you could be sensitive, you know, to, to make yeah. sure that you're ministering. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, you learn it. It, it. You know, you can you can be around it. People can try to talk to you about it, but yeah, you you have to. I guess you take your lumps, you know, as you're as you're growing in ministry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, Pastor. That that again. That's awesome. So. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned preaching, um, mm-hmm. and how long, so you were 20 years old when this was kind of starting off for you, you know, being, being asked to preach, w- were you getting into ministry then pastor? Like in a sense, were you being, or like, were you set aside, you know, that, you know, during that age or that same time, or did it just kind of take a little bit more time or, and then when, uh, and then to get ordained, how, how was that kind of path for you? Yeah. So that, that happened, um, I think when I was about about 20 through 24 that's when i was get you know got set aside mm. by the time um you know i did the the bible college and all that um and you know went through that and i think it might have been i want to say two years later so by the time i was i think 26 or so that's when i was mm. a, a minister you know mm. and um you know being able to um still along you know the whole time being able to you know then i was doing praise helping with the praise team and doing other ministries or whatever mm-hmm. but but of the license of, of becoming a minister yeah. i think it was 26 yeah is when i um became you know the title of the ministry yeah. now yeah yeah <laughs> wow praise god pastor praise yeah. god you know like you said coming from that you know where you first started you know mm-hmm. growing up in church but yeah. you know, not not kind of like we said, having knowledge, but not having that relationship or revelation for yourself. Do you get mm-hmm. into a point where you felt like, you know, what if I keep on this path, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be dead. You know, that yeah. that's kind of where I'm I'm heading towards. 
and then having that revel- re- uh, revelation to now being, uh, you know, a minister, you know, preaching the gospel, you know, at 20, that, that's just, it, praise God. That's yeah, awesome. yeah it, it's something. Yeah, it's what you say. I have a testimony. Yeah, I really feel like I have a testimony. I, I think basically because I've, I've seen both sides of it, you yeah. know, it, it, I shared earlier, you know, you hear a lot of testimonies and stuff and it's kind of like, well, you know, that's good or whatever, but yeah. it's not live it and yeah. you go through and you experience it. Then you realize, man, you know, the greatness of God, mm. you know, of how he can change a person. Yes. You know, that's what was so great about it. Yeah. And, and that's what definitely brings about change revelation, you know, revelation mm. brings about that change for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, gr- growing up the way you know we're keep, like, touching on it, Pastor. Growing up the way that you were, that you did, and 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 the experiences that you had, and then now you know just giving uh, giving it all to the Lord. You know, uh, being being converted, uh, being in ministry. Was there ever was there ever a time in your ministry though that you were kind of like set back a little bit, where you're like, man, I, I thought I was I thought I was on the right path. You know, I thought I, I was doing this right. What what's going on? You know, like a challenge, a crossroad. Just anything that kind of sticks out in your mind. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there, there's a, there was a few things, you know, that I think that would kind of arise. I think one of the areas that, that kind of really kind of tested your faith in a sense mm-hmm. was um, I was, I think it was about 28, 29. And, and by then, um, you know, the Lord had blessed me, you know, uh, we had, we had bought our, our first home. Um, and I was about, I think, 22 in that area. And then about 26 or so, we bought our second home. It was during the area when, you know, um, people were, you know, uh, right before everything collapsed, you know. Mm. Um, and so we had our homes, you know, everything was going good, whatever. Um, and then that's when everything started going kind of just backwards. Everything fell apart. Um, we couldn't. You know, we had to move back to our first house because the second house was just, you know, the payments were just mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know? um, even with the first house, it was just a whole bad deal. The, at the By the end of it all, what happened was I ended up having to file bankruptcy. I had to go wow. uh, back into my first apartment that when I first got married and had my kids um, where we started at, you know, yeah. and that was a little bedroom apartment, you know. And um, but my kids were little then, so it was fine. But you know, fast forward, my, my kids are almost teenagers now, you know, and, and we had to go back to that first apartment. And I remember being there and I remember leaving before leaving to work, you know, I would, you know, go through the crowded apartment that we were at, you know, and climb over my kids. They were laying on the, <laughs> on the floor in the living room or whatever. And I remember I would drive to work and I remember the, the, the enemy would come and whisper, like, look at where you're at. Mm. You know, the Lord has blessed you and, you know, supposedly blessed you and you have all these things and now look at your God forsook you and now you're back at the very first place you started at and uh, I remember many times he would he, he, I would hear that voice you know and he would and and I knew it was there just to uh like the Bible says there comes a time where your your faith will be tested your faith is going to be tried you know and I think that was one of my my points of being tested and tried you know um well you know what will I do you know what's yeah. going to happen all this and I think that was a very very trying time because you know I think not only spiritually but I think as a man when you have to go through bankruptcy and you have you end up back at the you know the the place of beginnings where you first were you know you feel like a failure you feel like you failed mm. you know as a man that's something that you you know it's hard to live with so it was it, you know it was about a few years and it, it took quite a few years about four to five years you know I had to reestablish everything back over again you know and it was during that whole time, you know, that the enemy would really put the pressure on, you know, and, and really try to test your faith, put you in the corner, you know, and it was, it was probably that area, you know, mm-hmm. where I really was being tested. Uh, but I kept on, you know, I was like, you know, I, I can't quit, you know, I'm just going to keep pressing on, you know, the Lord, you know, the Lord will always make a way to yeah. provide God's going to do his will. And at the end, God will get the glory of everything. So I just kept doing, you know, I didn't stop giving to God. I kept paying my tithes. I kept paying my offerings. I kept remaining faithful. And, um, and now where I'm at, God not only restored everything I had, but he gave me double or triple of what I have now. And so now when I look now, you know, you look back at the storms that you've been through, you look back at the tests that you've been through and you, you realize that not only that, that through all that, God is making you. So when you 
come out and he blesses you, you're grateful because once again like i said earlier you realize it's nothing about you it's real you realizing it's god that pulled you through and god's the one that blessed you you know and at the end of it all down to what i believe at the end god wants to receive the glory even in your pain in in your pain and in your trials when you come out god is going to get the glory Mm. because he's the one that brought you you know and that's where i find myself out now you know i mean it was it was rough and pain i still have nightmares of all the things that we went you know, I mean, it was just very, it was a bad, difficult time. But when I see where I'm at now, looking back, you know, it just, it just makes you realize how faithful God is, yes. you know, yeah, how faithful he is. Yes, definitely. Amen. Amen. He'll come through faster. And that, that's, oh, a, yeah. yeah, and that's a challenge, you know, when, uh, you, when you're in it, when, yeah. when you're in that season, when you're in that boat mm-hmm. with the storms around you and, you know, you need to keep your, your sight on the Lord that that's. You know, COVID nineteen. You know, when we just had to all stay home. You oh, know, yeah. you know, people were in it. You know, they they dealt with with themselves and being isolated, and then you saw the result. I don't know if you guys saw it there in Stockton, in California, Pastor, but you saw. You know, you hear the results sometimes. Where now we're open and and people are still kind of like, oh, I'll do it online. You know, I'll yeah. do- <laughs> you know, it, yeah. but it's it's when you're in it. That's that's when, like you said, that's when you find out about yourself yeah. and about you know, how, how you see or how you serve God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that, it's that testing moment. Yeah. You find out kind of what you're made out of, you know, Yeah, because you can, anyone can really say a lot of things and talk a lot of things when everything's fine. But you know, when you're tested, then it, it, it shows what's really gonna, what's really gonna happen. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a, a, a cup of water or, or anything you have inside of a cup When you begin to shake it, whatever's in there is going to come out, yes. you know, is happening within a person when you go through that storm and you start shaking you're going to have that you know whatever's in you is going to come out you know and and when it's real and genuine you'll still have that praise and worship and gratitude come out in the middle of it all yeah you know and so that's what's you know that's what's important you know through it all you have to keep you know uh, that one song is kind of an old school song praises what I do. Mm. And it talks about all the bad areas and all the, and, and all you can do. And I think in that time in my moment uh, of life, that was one of my number one prayer songs on my prayer CD is pray, <laughs> you know, cause it, despite it all, that's what you had to do. That yeah. was, that was your life. You had to worship, you had to praise because I, I think what there's one thing the enemy wanted to do is he wanted to close down your praise and your worship. Mm. You know, he wanted to get his glory by saying, I sat them down. They didn't survive, you know, but, um, yeah, but praising your worship, it, that was a thing that, that saw me through. Yes. Yes. And, and that always reminds me, pastor, that verse, you know, and, and I think it gets misused a lot, uh, you know, but Philippians four eleven, where he says, uh, you know, I, I can do all three oh, in verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And, mm. and a lot of times people associate that with like, you know, I can lose weight or I can hit a home run or I can, you know, make a three point. But Paul was talking about, hey, I know what it is to have. I know what it is to not have. You know, mm-hmm. I've been through those things, but he says I can do. So he's saying, you know what? God is enough. You know, yeah. yeah this, <laughs> when yeah. I'm there, God is enough, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pastor. And again, <laughs> I hope people can relate to with when they're listening to this because you know it's uh-huh. real. You know it's real. The things that we go through. The, you know, we are Christians. We serve a, a God that's alive, but we get touched by things like you're saying, Pastor. Money situations. You know that's real. That's live. You know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, and those, yeah, and those things. They, it, you're tested in every area. You know, yes. I remember even when that happened with us. I mean, I had a decision to make. I can try to keep my houses. The only way I could do it is if I was hold back on my ties and offerings. Mm. And I would say that, you know, then it would have been seven, $800 a month, put it all to my house. And, you know, and maybe I could squeak by and yeah. survive, try to maintain. But I think deep down inside, I knew, you know, it, it's, it, it, I can't, I, I couldn't do that because I know in the long run, um, whatever you get to God from what I believe and what I've been taught and what, uh, I know to be true is that God will always return it back to you. That seed that you plant, it'll always come back, you yes. know? And I knew like the Bible says, if you, if you hold back from the Lord, the devourer will come. Mm. And if you think it's bad, it will even get even worse. Cause now, <laughs> you know, that devourer is there and he's going to come and eat up everything you have. 
So I had to make it, you know, I had to decide, you know, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? I'd rather just, you know, lose it all and, and start over than to try to maintain something and hold back from God. Mm. Because I think by doing that, you know, you, you create more of a hole for yourself, you know? I didn't want to do that. And I just said, you know, I'm better off doing that. And it was rough to do it. I'm telling you, that was one of the hardest things to do, yeah. you know, but when I look at where I'm at right now, I'm glad mm. that I'm faithful to the Lord because he honored my faith. And that's yeah. what the Bible talks. You, you will be honored through the, your tests and through your trials. When you come out, the Bible says you will be honored for what you wow. went through, not only life, but in heaven, you, there's a specific crown for the trials and for the testings that you went through. Yeah. You'll be be rewarded for in this life and in and in eternity. eternity so yeah so that was one of the things you know that i look back now and when god has given me you know more than what i've ha- ever had before mm. it goes that he, he's faithful you know yes. and so i'm glad i'm glad i barely escaped you know passing <laughs> it i but i but I passed it you know yeah. <laughs> It was rough, but yeah, I, I, I can say I, I passed it. You know, awesome, Pastor. That's that's great, 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 great. Oh, God mm-hmm. is so good and merciful. Yes. Uh, so, Pastor, um, in, in this faith journey, you know, it, 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 you you have uh, you know you have support in a sense, or you are you or hopefully you'll be lucky enough to have people around you, you know, that can help pour into you and 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 you know encourage you and. And be a, a shoulder or an ear, you know, to kind of just, you know, go speak to. But um, when you think back, and even till now, who would you say were the most influential and impactful people or persons in your life, you know, so far? And why why would they, why would you consider them to be impactful for you, Pastor? Um, yeah, I think obviously, you know, number one would be my, my dad. You know, my father just by seeing him, I think. Being where I'm at now <clears throat> in my position <clears throat> as, you know, being pastor and, you know, pastoring the church, which is, it's, I mean, it's a, it's already a great burden by itself. But mm-hmm. then when you have your own family, and in my case, when my dad was pastoring, you know, he was pretty much, you know, building the church. Um, and then he had a son that wasn't saved, mm-hmm. you know, brain for. So you can imagine, you know, and I'm blessed in the, in the place I'm at right now that my three kids, you know, One's our guitar player and the other two are on our, you know, praise team and they're singers, you know, and the worshipers. And so I'm grateful that I didn't have to go through what my dad went mm. through, you know. Um, and so I can imagine how hard and difficult it would have been to, you know, working with the church. And then you have a son that's not saved. And here you are, you're trying to save the community, save the world. And you have your own son that's not even yeah. saved, you know. So that part right there was, you know, I can imagine how difficult it would be, but to see my dad being able to do that, you know, and and just the things that he's done, you know, by faith, the church building that we have right now, um, testimony of him going out in the field. It was a vacant building, a big giant lot, but he believed that, you know, the Lord was going to give that land to him, give that church to him. And he gives testimony of kneeling on the field. Um, you know, and just praying before God saying, give me this land, you know, oh, give wow. this. You know, and the Lord did it, you know, and where we're at today. So I think his faith, you know, and you can see his faith even now. He had a lot of um, difficulty with illnesses and things like this, you know, lately. But it just his faith in God. It just it's amazing. You know, it doesn't matter uh, what his condition is. You always see that his faith is always at the same level, mm. you know, despite how bad it is. His faith is always there. And so, I mean, he's, he's the number one, because I, I think you, I see it firsthand. I lived with them. I've seen it. I seen his prayer life. I know what it, I know what it consists of, you know, to walk with the Lord, how much praying and how much commitment it takes, you know? So I see all that. So um, those are one of the things that impacted me the mm. most, you know, um, there's other men, you know, growing up, um, I would see visiting men that would come, you know, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know to say that when I was little, you know, the ones that would come, I remember a particular one, his, um, I don't know if you know, brother Dias that would come. I was maybe about, uh, maybe about 12, 13 or whatever, but I just know there were certain men that would come that when they would preach like him, like something would happen. Like you would mm-hmm. feel it, you know, even though you're little and you're only, you don't know much, you're like, you know, 11, 12 years old, whatever the case but you can see like God was doing something. You can see people at the altar, you know, and it was just one of those things. And I really don't know too 
too much about him or known personally, but I remember when I was a kid looking up and seeing him and seeing how God would use him, you know. Um, and then as I got into the ministry, um, other men that kind of stood out was um, became a good friend of ours is people like Bishop Hoyer. You know, he's mm -hmm. a, he's another uh, person that that we got acquainted to with now. We're good friends with now, you know, and um, I seen, you know, his faith, you know, through his illnesses and things that he went through. But yet he 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 still preaches, you know, yeah. he still goes there, gives the word and lives with everything you have, you know. So it's men like that. It's men like uh, Bishop Romo that, you know, when I first took in pastorship, you know, he spoke into my life, you know. And I remember in particular, it was even before um, I took pastorship, maybe about two years before, I remember he he prophesied over me. Wow. And he, he came down. We were at a conference. He came down. He grabbed my hand, my wife's hands, and he began to just prophesy what the Lord was going to do, you know. And, um, you know, we didn't we really didn't know then, you know, what was happening or whatever. Um, but he, what he prophesied, it came to pass, you know, about two or three years later, that's exactly what happened, you know? So men like him, you know, I look at men like that and they've always had an impact because you see how the Lord used them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of those things that you inspire um, to be like, you know, to walk with the Lord yeah. and be able to, have that type of ministry, you know, and even if not have that ministry, but to be able to walk with the Lord at that, that level, you know, and to be able to um, say things and for it to come to pass or even prophesy and feel from the Lord what the Lord is saying, you know, and to, to see it be fulfilled, you know. Yes. Uh, so these were like, yeah, so these were, I'm saying as pastorship, as being pastor now, these were some of the men that stood up, you know. When I was little, I remember a lot of, my dad would bring a lot of preachers would come in. So some of them, I don't remember their names at all, but I remember seeing them. And I think the thing that really attracts you is the anointing that they have. Yes. Can't really describe the anointing. It's kind of hard to explain it, but it's kind of like when you see it, you know it, you know, and being little, you know, that certain men that would come, they had that, that uniqueness about them, you know, and that's was one of the things that kind of <clears throat> inspired you, you know, and kind of like, well, you know, that there's something about it. So, um, yeah, I would say those, probably those, you know, off the top of my head, those, probably those, those three men, you know, that I could probably look to and, you know, um, say that they had an impact, you know, in my life. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. that, that's good. That's awesome. You know, Pastor, it's interesting you're talking about, you know, that anointance. And when you see it, you really can't describe it. You just kind of know it. You know, it, yeah. it kind of connects. And, and I remember I got to visit your church mm -hmm. in Stockton, California when I was like, uh, you know, my memory, I always recall things and I know I'm always wrong, but I think I was like 12 or 13 years old. So this was way back when, and our youth group, uh, our pastor Robert Ortega uh, was our youth pastor. Uh, oh, and they're, okay, yeah. yeah, they're in Blythe, California and his wife, sister, <laughs> Martha Ortega. And, and we got to visit uh, Stockton and we got to visit your church. And I remember we were there. It's like, was this? It looked like a supermarket. And they go, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a building. You know, it was again a while, while, long, long time ago, Pastor. Like, it had to. I'm 43 now, so yeah, it was probably 30 years ago, more than 30 years ago, uh -huh. 20, yeah, 25 years ago. But we went, and I remember we were sitting there in the temple, and and we we're the, the service was going to start. Uh, Bishop Mendoza got up to preach, Pastor. I'm, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. When when mm -hmm. Pastor Mendoza went up there, I, it felt like the air stood still. You know, yeah, not yeah. so not so much himself because I didn't know him. You know, I didn't I didn't know Bishop Mendoza. Uh, but when he spoke, he spoke with such authority. You know about mm -hmm. God's word, and 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 he preached, and, and every word that he spoke, Pastor is like, you know what? I don't want to leave. I don't yeah. want to go to the bathroom right. But you know, I don't I don't need a you know. Because I feel like if I miss something, yeah. um, you know, it's between life. For some reason, it felt like it was between life. And again, I'm not exaggerating. It felt like in my spirit, it was between life and death. Like, I need to hear yeah. what he's uh -huh. saying. So mm -hmm. I remember that impacted me so much. Like, just that thought of, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that anointed. And and mm -hmm. uh, it, it's power. It's powerful. It's powerful. It, it's it, 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 you know, you're not dealing anymore in the in the realm of, you know, just hearing so speak. But it, you're just dealing there in the spiritual. You know, when when they're preaching, you know that word. It, it's it's amazing. Oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. I remember when you when you mentioned uh, Robert Tega. I remember he used to be um, like our junior um, leader then. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I was little. I remember I was little he, when he was a part of our church. Yeah, we had a we had a, a it was type of a military type of a deal. So we had our uniform and everything, you know, because he came out of the army and yeah, he has a background. Yeah, so I remember he would, you know, he would he would uh, line up the juniors, you know, and we would all be participating in this, you know. I think it was a Sunday school. He was in charge of the the the, uh, the the boys, so you know he would have marching like soldiers and all that. But yeah, I remember I remember that. Yeah, I remember him doing that. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and I think he took a lot after you know a Pastor Mendoza's ministry because he was the same. You know, growing up under his ministry, even though it was for a short time that I got to uh-huh. be there under his his ministry in Blythe before he mm-hmm. kind of moved on. But yeah, he was the same. You know, just. You know, just yeah. when they spoke, it was like you you had to hear it. You know, it was just it was something out of this world, you know, something connecting with you and your spirit. It, it it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. praise God. Uh well, Pastor, um, kind of moving on here. Um, so we're in twenty twenty three, a new year. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we 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 know. As long as we've been doing this, Pastor, nothing's guaranteed. But what <laughs> what do you foresee, you know, for your ministry and your church there of uh, of ATF, their Apostolic Tabernacle Church? Uh huh. Um. Yeah. And I mean, the, the years are just flying by. I'm, yeah. I'm. I think this is my third. Well, going into my fourth year of pastorship already now, and it just seemed like it was yesterday. We first, you know, got installed, and you know, the transition, all that. Now we're already going into our, you know beginning our fourth year doing it so but i think this year you know i think my uh, the main thing i think i've always had within me and i carry through year in year out and it's it'll continue this year is i think having the people really get to know god you know Mm -hmm. develop that um like the scripture says um those that 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 know him they shall be great they shall be strong and do exploits Mm -hmm. you know it is that type of deal and i and i'm thinking you know um We've started, um, you know, moving forward from this year specifically is, is that, you know, it's this year um, we, we focused on the year of answered prayers. So we're going to, you know, as before, as, as what we've continually been preaching and what I've been taught and uh, moving forward is just continually having people develop a prayer life. I think within a church, uh, within people, I think that's the number one thing, you know, in order for a church to have revival, in order them to, for them to see souls being saved, um, you know, the powers of the enemy being broken off people's lives, all these things that that I want to see within our church, I know it's going to begin in in that prayer closet. It's going to begin when people begin to pray, you know, and really call down and want revival in that church, in their church, you know. And so this is what we push this year once again is, you know, um, people just, you know, really, really saturating themselves in under in that prayer life, mm-hmm. you know, finding the finding the Lord in prayer. And uh, not only that, but I think every year we we um, in a sense, you got to have that spiritual, you know, that's what you're pushing for, seeing souls saved and, you know, and God delivering people. And then also uh, as you know, God being good to us right now at this point, seeing the church growing. And so now we're, we're in phases of, you know, doing uh, construction. Um, with the help of the Lord, we're going to try to, we have to knock down a wall to make our sanctuary bigger. Um, so, you know, we can, you know, um, have, you know, more people come, yeah. you know, and, you know, so we need to make room for it. We just last year put a new parking lot in because there was no room to park wow. and people in the field so you know that was a challenge because you know you're talking about everything being more expensive now yeah so you know you're paying double triple what you know what normally would cost but i knew i was like you know if we don't do it we're gonna you know we're gonna stunt growth we're gonna stunt what god's doing Mm. and you know so i I just you know told the people we're gonna have to step up by faith and the lord will do it you know and thankfully we we paid off we paid off that seventy five thousand dollar extension of our parking lot um we're debt free paid off and it's done with you know and so that's just you know a testament of our church is a praying and giving church and um that's what they do you know and so we were able to do that and now we're going to the next phase of you know uh making the sanctuary bigger and then you know um from what i've seen from next year we have to another expansion of our you know making our lobby area and then after that I'm thinking if it keeps going with the help of the Lord, we're going to look into another, you know, building because wow. we have a good 
part of our field, you know, and, and, and uh, we have a good portion of land. And so, you know, possibly another, you know, um, church building or a gymnasium with, with Sunday school rooms and we'll make what we have right now a whole, a whole sanctuary, you know. Oh. So, you know, it's just having that vision, you know, I, when I go into prayer, I, I, I pray, I believe in praying with vision. I believe that when you go into prayer, you, you got to feel led by the spirit, first of all, but praying with vision and seeing what God is leading you to believe, you know? And, uh, and I think that's what, that's where we're at right now. You know, yeah. um, it's scary cause you're stepping out and it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those eerie feelings, but you know, it's, it's either you just stay on the boat and just see what happens or you get out, walk on the water and you see what God's going to do, you know, and you're not going to see it. If you stay on the boat, yeah. if you stay on the boat, don't do nothing, you know, you'll just be, be like the other disciples and just there for the ride. Yeah. But when you walk, you know, then you're going to see, you know, do things that you've never, you know, um, weren't expected or never been done or, you know, and it's just taking that, that step of faith. So I think moving on this forward for this 2023 is doing that. It's, it's being stepping out by faith, but yeah. because you that confidence in your back by prayer, yeah. you know, I think prayer is just, you know, prayer. I can't talk enough about prayer because I think prayer is where the answer is at, yes. you know, and prayer is what's going to give you that unction, that power to move forward, you know, and, you know, without prayer, I think you, you rely a lot on yourself mm. and rely on yourself. You're very limited because you question a lot, you know, you think a lot, you know, how's it going to work? How's it? But when you are, are saturated in prayer i think that's where faith is just operating in you and you mm -hmm. just believe you know god's going to do it so you step out and walk and just keep walking and as long as you walk i think god will god will keep performing his work you know yeah, yeah and so i think that i think that's where we're at you know uh right, right now you know in that area and really yes. just soaking into it with, with our prayer life yeah in jesus name pastor in jesus name <laughs> amen <laughs> yes expansion growth in jesus name and yeah. it's it's interesting, Pastor, that you bring that up, and and I'm so happy to hear you're so passionate about it, you know, about prayer, and and, and I think that's one of the things that that we miss, and it's kind of been the theme for me this week, you know, mm -hmm. kind of meditating and going through the week and studying, you know, for things, and you mm -hmm. know, it, it, like we talked about, you can have the knowledge, and, and you can mm -hmm. you know memorize the Bible and quote scripture, and that's great, you know, but when we don't have that connectivity, that that spirituality part, the prayer part. You know, oh, yeah. that works hand in hand because then we're going to be able to, like you said, we're going to, we're, otherwise we're depending on ourselves, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I even heard, not kidding, Pastor, just this morning, a teaching kind of saying about the same thing, you know, about, you know, knowledge and spirituality and, and, and needing both, you know, it, you know, you can have a church that's knowledgeable, uh, mm -hmm. but nothing's going on. There, nothing's yeah. moving. And you can have, yeah. yeah, you can have a church that's spiritual where they're all emotional but but uh, they have no vision because they don't have no direction. They don't know the word. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. So you know, yeah. as much as it kind of sounds funny, it, it you know there are situations where it's like that. You know. So I'm I'm happy to hear. You know, that's a passion and that's that's driving that's driving your church, Pastor. That's awesome. That's really yeah, great exactly. to hear. Uh, yeah, it's I think like one of the scriptures I often quote in prayer or you know and and believe also is is when when the Lord talks about I'm the vine, ye are the branches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He that abides in me and I in him, the same shall produce much fruit. Yes. So, you know, and it is that abiding in him through mm. that prayer life that it'll automatically, things will happen because it's alive. So you cannot help to produce things that are alive is going to produce something, yeah. you know. And he ends that scripture by saying, for without me, you can do nothing. So, you know, makes it very plain that, yeah. you know, you're, you'll step out by yourself and, you know, fail and, you know, Things will collapse on you, but if you abide in me and I in you, you know you'll be fruitful, and and uh, knowing that because without me you can't do it, you know. Yeah. So that I believe that I I quote it quite often. I say that often in all my prayers, and 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 I believe that without the Lord we can't do it, and we have to abide in Him in prayer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. 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 <laughs> uh, well. Pastor, um, speaking from your own experience as a Christian, mm -hmm. uh, your, your life in serve, you know, serving in the Lord, and and if you could encourage someone, someone that's listening today, you know, maybe if they should continue, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, COVID nineteen hit a lot of people different ways, and 
and it, uh-huh. it really just helped them kind of face themselves and what, what how they saw themselves in, in their relationship with Christ because you know you're now you hey we got to do this you know mm-hmm. but now like I said everything's kind of opening up people are making decisions you know about yeah you know I, I'll do it online like I mentioned or you know I really yeah. don't have to go but you know someone's kind of just mm-hmm. needs to be encouraged about you know kind of keep them going or even starting again a new their relationship with Christ you know or someone mm-hmm. that just doesn't really know about Christ, but is thinking about it. What, what would your, what would your counsel or your word be to them today, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be, you know, to the person that, to the person that you know, is hesitating or is you know, um, trying to get back to the to the normal mm. of things. You know, um, everyone has experienced what you know what we've come out of. You know, um, I, I think, I think you know one of the things that that it produced is it really showed what was going on within the person. You know, I think before it happened, you know, or during the time of it happened, those that were strong when it ended, they came out stronger. Mm. And then weak, you know, when this happened, it just revealed the, you know, the weakness of what was going on. And um, it's unfortunate, you know, um, but I know there's many people that they're, that are perhaps in that place. And, and I think, you know, to get back into that place, you know, hopefully there, there is uh, not very many, hopefully that, you know, I've been in that place where they kind of just, if I can say it, got on that lazy boy couch and just wall, stay mm-hmm. home and I'll watch it online, you know, and, you know, I mean, I've heard it, I've, I've seen it, you know, and I just think you have to come to a place to realize that if you want God to do things in your life, that's not how you're going to have, that's not how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. It's going to come with you hungering and thirsting after the Lord. It's going to come with that passion before God and, you know, really believing that at the end of the day, everyone has a need. Everyone has needs. Everyone wants the Lord to do something. And it's a matter about of how hungry and how thirsty you can get for the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and and being uh, driven by that, by that passion to mm-hmm. thirst for God, you know, um, and just giving it all you have. You know, I think some people, I think, uh, which I've heard before, and it, it's, it's it's something very simple. But when you try to live for God easy, it, it's a hard. It becomes hard, very hard wow. to do. But when you live for God hard with everything you have, it's easy. It's not hard for you. You know, <laughs> you can't like the Bible says, serve two masters. Mm. You know, you can't serve your flesh and all. You know, I just I'll stay home and you can't. You know, it, things don't work that way. You got to make a decision. And if you're going to make a decision, you got to go with it. And if it's to serve the Lord, then you got to drop everything else that is holding you back. And you got to just give it all that you have. You know, you can't hold on to one thing and trying to reach for the Lord, you know, and trying to handle both things that, you know, it, it don't work that way. Hmm. You know, I know we live in a time that, you know, the religious world is kind of like, it's kind of like, let me bring Jesus into my world. And, hmm. you know, we're going to just survive this way, you know that he can just live with me and do what I do and I can go where I want, do what I want. But the the reality is, is that you, the Lord said, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross. You must follow me. So that means there is a denial there. There's a sacrifice you have to make. If you want God to be control and take over your life, you have to make that sacrifice. You have to give up all that you have, whatever is holding you back and you have to release it all, let it go and give yourself completely and totally into the Lord. And when you do that, I think you can't help but to um, arise from whatever situation mm-hmm. you're in and come out of wherever you're at, yes. you know, because you simply made a decision. This is what I'm going to do, you know, and I think we're living in that time. You know, we don't, you know, the Bible talks about it in the, in the last days, how it would be, you know, yeah. uh, the sleepness that would come over, you know, people and people would be lukewarm and yes. that's. That's the year we're living, you know, and I think that's where that's where it is. You're either you're either on fire or you're, you know, God forbid, somewhere in the middle, getting cold and you know, getting straight away. No. But I think this is the hour right now. I think we're in the hour right now that God is pouring out, that revival is out, you know, and I believe it. And I think that we just gotta attach ourselves to that revival yes. and move forward, move forward in God. Yes. Mm. Yes. Pastor, you said it's simple, but it rings so true because I've been there. It, when you're trying to serve God easy, or yeah, when you're trying to serve God easy, you know yeah. it's hard. I, I've I've had seasons yeah. like that where I, you know, you're trying to coast, you're mm-hmm. trying to be like, all right, you know, just we're just, we're just moving, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, and that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. yeah. I mean, that's- 
<laughs> I knew that was one of the first things I knew my conversion. You know, I knew when I gave my life to the Lord, that was it to my friends. That was it to mm. my, you know, all everything that portrayed me to the world, you yeah. know, uh, everything that, you know, I knew I had to give that up, you know, because mm. if I try to hold on to it, um, you know, and try to serve God, but hold on to these little things, yeah. I knew that it wouldn't work, you know. And so I knew I had to give up everything. And, and a lot of times it's as simple as whatever is holding you back, you have to let it go. Let it go. And if you let it go, it'll release yourself for what the Lord wants to do in you. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we, we can make our own chains of bondage, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pastor, this has been a great, great conversation. I really appreciate your time. And, before we get going, though, I want to make sure, um, you know, is there any way that we can, you know, uh, connect with you through your ministry or through your church? Is, is, there, is there anything uh, that you can share with us today? Um, yeah, to connect with the church. I mean, I, we do have our live stream on services, um, our website, atcstockton.org. Um, and on there, it'll have all, you know, all the YouTube or Facebook. We usually go on there. Um, we do also have a church app that has everything on there, um, on the app store. But, um, yeah, that's basically there. We're here in Stockton, um, right off on 8th street on the main, main freeway, I five freeway. Um, but those are, you know, those are the avenues right there. You know, there's a lot of, we we're a pretty busy church. You know, we have a big conference in October, um, this year, I believe it's on the second week of October. It's our midnight cry preaching conference. Mm. Uh, and last year we exceeded, you know, our previous years of capacity wise. And so this year it's probably going to be the same, you know, we get more and more and more people coming, but, but I, I think it's just a time of just good old fashioned revival, Holy ghost Pentecost service, you know, yeah. it's one of those things. That's all you can really say, you know? So, uh, but yeah, we do have that conference. We're busy church, but, but you can find us on atcstockton.org. And all of our services on there are, you know, on uh, online, Facebook or YouTube also. All right, great, Pastor. We'll definitely be able to share those links for sure. We'll, we'll get them on the, on the, uh, attached to this, Pastor. Uh, that way, um, people, if they're in your area there, definitely reach uh -huh. out there for you for sure. Okay. Uh, again, yeah. Pastor, I just want to share what a pleasure, you know, <laughs> it, it is to, to get to speak with you for this time. And again, going out of your way to make sure we got this done with all the challenge, you know, with the connectivity oh. challenge. <laughs> Um, but we finally got to connect. We finally got to do this and, and it worked out awesome. The first one for the year. So I, I really want to appreciate you and your time pastor for sure. Oh, amen. First one of the year. Amen. That's a blessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's an honor and privilege to be the first one of the starting the new year, 2023. There so. we go, pastor. Yes. Yeah. I, I thank you for having me on, you know, um, yeah, to all the little, um, the little hiccups that were going on, but we finally, <laughs> finally did it, you know, yes, but, sir. yeah, thank you me on you know i i pray for you your ministry this the you know this this podcast and for what the lord will do with you and all the lives that you know you're going to touch through this ministry also amen our prayers are for you also in jesus name pastor actually that was going to be the the next thing if you wouldn't mind pastor if you can just kind of mm -hmm. uh pray us out with the dismissal if that if that's okay okay amen Dear God, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessings. Yes. We thank you, God, for your power, God, your hands that have been upon our lives. God, we thank you, God, for the move of your spirit. We ask, God, that anyone that is listening to this podcast, God, that you would move upon their hearts, God, that somehow you would stir them, somehow you would reveal them yourself to them, God, become real in their life, have an encounter with them, God. And this is what it's all about, God, that people would come into a recognition of this living God whom we serve, Lord. And I pray that you touch the hearts, God, of everyone that is listening. I ask that you bless Brother Mario and his podcast and what he is doing, reaching out and uh, sharing the gospel, the good news, Lord. And we pray over this, God. We ask your continued blessings, God, upon this year, this new year of 2023, Lord, that let us in general just see your hand of, uh, of revival within our lives, within our churches, within your people, God. This is what we pray, Lord. Yes. This power be upon us. Let us see greater things, God. The things you spoke about in your word, let it come to pass in our lives. Let us believe it. Let us stand upon your word. And let us believe it is going to happen. We thank you for your goodness and for all your blessings, God. Continue to have your way in our lives. And we forever give you praise and honor and glory. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Again, thank you so much, Pastor Mendoza. Please uh, send greetings to your family, and and we're praying for you and your ministry, Pastor. Thank you so much. Amen, my brother. Good talking to you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, As we conclude our podcast for today, uh, I would like to thank you all again for listening in. And I pray that there has been a seed of faith planted in your heart and in your mind, that the seed will grow and produce fruit in your life and and encourage you to seek. uh, It encourage you and I encourage you to seek out, you know, your local apostolic Pentecostal oneness church. Uh, if you would like to hear previous podcasts or learn more about it, you can always go to our podcast webpage at www.ihatpodcast.org. Uh, again, our website there is www.ihatpodcast.org. And there you can find um, previous, again, podcasts. You can find all of our social media platforms that we're on. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast uh, by being a blessing, there's links there that will direct you to how you can do that for us, Um, you know, in in Jesus' name. Uh, If you would like to reach out to us, uh, our email address is also there. It's ihatpodcast at gmail.com. Again, ihatpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Lord willing, God bless.